I'm in the most beautiful office with Dale Fellini. It's the most really comforting space I've been in in a long time. Mm, I love that. Well, it it reflects the gentleness of your soul. You and I have been working side by side building this professional women's group. And for over a year, I think we never really had a conversation. And once we, once I found out what Dale Fellini does, and once you found out what I'm building in my business, we went, we have to do something together. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, we did. That was so much fun. And so I'm so proud to have you included in the Life Strategy Retreat in November, um, teaching from Brene Brown's material on The Daring Way. But I want you to dial it back and introduce our audience to who Dale is, who you are as a person, you're, you know, and then how you stumbled into the work you're doing. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm so excited for this retreat. I was at the first one you did, and it was amazing, life-changing for so many people. So I'm really excited, and it's an honor to be um, with you in that space for the time I get to be there. So... We are going to have a great time. It's going to be fun. Yes, it's going to be fun and deep and meaningful. And so who is Dale? Well, I'm a country girl. (laughs) I don't know if people get that from me, but that's my roots. I am a country girl from Ohio who has a passion for life and um, just have always been on a track to live my life to the fullest and um, to be able to help others do the same. And that's kind of been my guiding principle throughout life. Where did you get the seed of that that motivation to live life to the fullest? Where did it come from? You know, I grew up in a family with eight of us, six kids, all in eight years. So we were a little tribe and parents that made everything, tried to make everything fun and really was taught at a very early age to enjoy the simplest things in life and in nature. So that came along, but but to be honest, um, and and I had pursued, well, first I went into natural resources when I went into college because I love nature. But then I had been working at camps in the summer and working with a lot of people and really felt that, you know, that's where I need to be. So my career has been working with people as a social worker, a counselor, a coach in ministry for 40 plus years. The two loveliest sounds in the world are the sounds of a cork popping and the sound of a wine bottle pouring. You might be listening and wondering, what is all this talk about? A woman's retreat. And what does it have to do with wine? Well, it's interesting that in my personal yoga practice one day, a song came on talking about the crushing and the pressing and the soil that I now surrender as we make new wine out of all the crushings. Oh, I was going to use some choice words, but... We all experience stuff that actually ends up keeping us stuck for a long time. 
And a lot of us, whether we work in a full-time job or run our own business, we find that we come to the end of our rope or to the end of our ability to lead the way that we really want to. So this weekend retreat with Dale Fellini and a number of other amazing women like Kristen Kramer from the Center for Creative Leadership who leads Resiliency Warriors, uh, Maureen Kelly with Madre who talks about money and relationships. We are going to break down the barriers that keep us from being who we're really made to be. And we're gonna move from surviving to thriving by designing strategies for our life to put things in order. So. You want more information, go to 360lifestrategies.com forward slash retreats and you will find all the information you can imagine. See you there. When I was 28, uh, my brother was only 29. We were very close. He was put back in first grade, so we went through school like everybody thought we were twins in the same grade. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just really close. Really close. Yeah. And, um... He passed away suddenly, unexpectedly, and um, of course, going through the grief and the shock of all that, but the silver lining that came out for me um, was that really learning at a visceral level, I mean, we all can say, yeah, life's a gift. Oh, life's a gift. But realizing that we don't know how many days on earth we get. Right that it truly is a gift. Each day is a gift. Right. And something solidified in me that it is a gift. We're here for a short amount of time and that we have some kind of purpose on our life and that I wanted to live it fully. And I made a decision at 28 or 29 years old that no matter what it was um, that got into the way of living life fully, Mm-hmm. that I would deal with it. Right. So whether it was a hard conversation, whether it was I'm really tripping over this issue in my life, I need to seek counseling, I need to, you know, back then we didn't talk about life coaches, but, it, you know, anything that I needed to address that yeah. I would not, as soon as it came to my awareness that I am stuck, that I would address it. Right. And that was a huge gift for me yeah. to have that awareness and make that commitment that you know and i'm a person of great faith and you know god make me aware yeah because i want to use these days i want to enjoy them i think you know i want to enjoy them to the fullest and i want to fulfill my purpose here for however many days that is and so that changed my life luckily i was already in the field to be able to do that with other people yeah that was a turning point for me oh wow yeah yeah and when did you um, end up learning about Brene Brown's work? Well, you know, it's interesting. My business is called Design for More. Yeah. Life Beyond Limits. And I really think we're designed for so much more than most of us. Amen, sister. Can, um, that we get to because we're stuck. And there's some kind of limitation. So I started developing um, a curriculum that was based on, we're designed for more joy, letting go of stress, we're designed for more calm, we're designed for more, um, you know, whatever it was. I had 12 things down and I showed it to a friend and um, 
she said, wow, this is really great. I put 12 because I wanted to focus on one every month. Uh-huh. And she goes, this is really great, but have you ever read Brene Brown? And I'm like, no, never heard of her. And she said, you really ought to look at the gifts of imperfection. And she didn't really say anything more about it. Yeah. So I went out and got Brene's book. And if you've looked at Brene's book, she talks that book in particular, The Gifts of Imperfection, talk about 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, they were the same Same ones. Mm -hmm. And hers is cultivating and letting go of. So, um, you know, cultivating self-compassion, let it go, perfectionism. Yep. And we were so aligned on how I had purposed my life to live my life. Yeah. I didn't call it wholehearted that I just started digging into her work. And she's fabulous and has done the research. The only research I had done was, you know, my my schooling, but yeah. it really was... Nothing published. See the pants. pants. I hadn't, you know, I just did life research. Right. So, yeah, we were really aligned. And um, I was so connected to the thing that got in the way of people living life fully, whether it is in life, in relationships, in their confidence, in work, is that we don't feel like we're enough. Right. We're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not smart enough. We're not, you know... If we're married, we need kids. If we're not married, we need, oh, we need marriage. You know, we're always looking for the thing that makes us enough. Yeah. So that we feel that we're adequate. Yeah. You know, and when we get, and Brene says this all the time, when we get to the point that we feel, okay, I, you know, I do have something to share. Then, you know, the gremlins come back and are like, well, who do you think you are? Right. What if you fail? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that just aligned so much when I even go back to that 28, 29-year-old about what gets in the way for us showing up in life the way we want to, the way we're designed to, right? to put our gifts and talents out there. It comes down to shame. And yeah. shame is, you know, we think of shame as something terrible that's lurking in our past. Shame really is just those gremlins that tell us we're not good enough. Right. To be seen for who we are. Mm-hmm. And that, that is the piece that um, is such a sadness because we yeah. are designed with these gifts and talents and personalities, our quirks. Yeah. And, you know, Brene says it, we're imperfect, but we're enough. It's our quirks yes. and those things that make us who we are. That make us unique. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that those are the things we hide. Right. So that's why I love the work I do. That's why it aligns so much. And so I just, you know, I read her books and got certified in her work. You know, I've done um, three different book studies on the gifts of imperfection. Mm. I've just led, like, book clubs in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Love that book so much. Yes. So when I met, when somebody introduced me to you, she goes, Dale Fellini, she's a Deering Way coach. I'm like, oh, she's she's actually hugged Brene Brown before. (laughs) I feel like Brene is my sister removed. She doesn't know that we're sisters, but... <laughs> yeah, that you've always said so, that. I love that. I know. So, Dale, you're my connection to the sister who doesn't know me yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brene is so busy, she doesn't personally know me, but she does... Um, but, you know, it was her leadership staff and her that did the, the training and mm-hmm. continue to that, you know, let us... You know, and the thing with Brene is it's like she can write the books, but she's always said, I want people 
flesh and blood out there in the communities that can work with people. Yeah. And what I love is so much of her work is designed around groups. And isn't there, you know this, mm -hmm. there is so much wisdom in a group of women coming together. Right. So much wisdom and so much empathy mm -hmm. of sharing our story. And right and being there and encouraging and supporting one another that it is um that that's where the true work happens true and it's letting being seen in our stories of shame or right. our st stories of failure or hurt or disappointment or regrets yeah um life not turning out the way and that's what i love about this retreat you have coming up mm. you know the last one of just being with women for days to be together, to be seen for who we are, and to have a common goal, you know, together. It's beautiful. It's amazing what happens when you get women together who are doing things on purpose. Yes. And we found little pockets, people who are new best friends over in the corner here, and um, these people who work together, getting to know each other more, but making other friends too. Right, you know, and laughter. Especially in lots hard of, things. Yeah. Laughter is that healing balm. And that's why <laughs> it. That's why I scheduled your your Daring Way session to end our morning workshop on um, digging in the soil of our life to figure out where the rocks are. Yeah. Because that unearths some shame. And some people don't want to do that because they're afraid of what they're going to find. Yeah. But I think we're going to end that morning in a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, Donna, the thing that I've heard over and over with my clients say so much is, yeah, the work is hard, mm -hmm. you know, and we're not going in full on, it's an hour, not 16 that I spend with my clients together, but, but the work is hard, but it's done in um, safe places yeah. and, and we're not, you know, we're not doing all that shame work in the retreat, but what comes out of it is freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's what my clients always say. It's like, freedom. why? Yes. Why did I carry that around? Yeah. Shame affects just that feeling of not being good enough, um, doubting ourselves. It affects us, you know, in your terminology, 360. Yeah. It affects our emotions. It affects us spiritually. It affects us physically. It affects us. It is a full-on, mm -hmm. I think Brene return, refers to shame as full contact body, you know. It affects every part of our body, our well-being, our mental stability, emotional, how yeah. we feel about ourselves, how we show up. It creates disease in our body. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. the part that I think a lot of people don't even have it a concept of. Yeah. And when I learned how much impact our thoughts have in building um, toxic cells within our body, mm -hmm. I was just shocked. Yeah. And I thought, well, why in the world would I continue this pattern? Yeah. Why would I continue in this re recurring cycle of creating disease in my body through right. thinking these wrong things. Absolutely. Somebody said, your thoughts are not even a thing. They're, they don't define you. Yeah. How do women get stuck believing thoughts that just pop in their head? Yeah. Well, because we're constantly perceiving what other people are saying. 
and we're also, you know, we're perceiving whether it's direct or not. Yeah. So some of the thoughts we're taking in is just a perception. It right. may not. We never check it out. We never get curious enough An to An assumption. Check it out. Yes, <laughs> assumption. And some of it is what we were told growing up, whether by a parent or a teacher. And some of those are how we perceived it, and some of it, unfortunately, was just downright. You know, we were told we're not good. We're not, you know, we're bad. Exactly. Um, but we're led to believe, and I mean, it just starts, you know, and you know, you talk about the toxicity in our bodies and the brain cells and what's happening in our brain with all those thoughts, and we're growing those neuropathways. Mm -hmm. And so part of shame resiliency that I love is that we're building new pathways. We're right. telling ourselves the truth. Right. And identifying and changing what we tell ourselves and yeah. changing that pathway. Yeah. That takes some work. Absolutely. But it's it all the stuff and I'm just a beginner in learning the neuro pathways all about neuroscience and yeah. all that. But wow. I mean that we can change all of that and that there is freedom. Isn't it amazing to know? I mean, the the one who first founded uh, not founded but discovered neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. Marion Diamond, that was in the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing that that knowledge has existed all this time, and it's not until the late, you know, second decade of the 2000s, or whatever, whatever century we're in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever we're in. That we are really implementing what neuroplasticity is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for people to think that this is the way you are and you're not ever going to change, what a horrible place to live. Yeah. Well, that's where we feel so stuck. Yeah. We are stuck. And you know, you have been dealt the, the bad cards. Yeah. Yeah. And that this is, you know, it's kind of that victimhood. You know, my yeah. life sucks. I've been about the, dealt the bad hand. I, you know, this is just how my life, this is fate, this is, and there is so much more. Yeah. Some of us have been, and I don't negate that. Right. Some of us have been horrible victims. I mean, we have been victims of horrible abuse. We have seen things we should have never seen. We've been belt, dealt a bad hand. Yeah, or, or belted. Uh, or what? Or belted, too. <laughs> belted, did I say that? <laughs> We've been belted a bad both, hand. Both ways. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but we don't have to stay there. Absolutely. And um, there is hope, and I love that. I love what you're doing. I just look around this room and you have this table with eight chairs. Mm. Although we're sitting in the cushy chairs. Um, two, two cushy chairs, it makes me, I just wanna live here. <laughs> Some days I feel like I live I here. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like you do. But the, the stuff that happens around that table is magical. Because yeah, you're is. helping people to unearth the thoughts that aren't serving them. They learn to pull that shame out of their vocabulary and out of their thinking and really rewire yeah. their minds and you know the, the cool thing is is we never get those thoughts totally out we will because it's part of the human condition it's right. a universal feeling and they will come in different situations yeah but we we know what it is we know how it shows up in our body and we have the tools then to work through it right and that's the resiliency or we're not resistant to it right but we can Instead of getting stuck in, in, I love this term, the swampland of the of shame, yeah. the swampland of the soul. Um, that's a Carl Jung theory, um, and he talks about that. But right. we don't have, you know, when we get stuck in it, we can stay there for days and days and years, and 
and mm -hmm. like how do I get out yeah and we see the other side where we want to get to but we don't know how to get there shame resiliency teaches us what the tools are and so we know oh oh I'm in the swampland yeah now I know what I need to do to get out and that is that's the amazing. awareness mm -hmm. I read a book called The Seven Tools of Healing. Love that guy. Um, he talks about awareness. You gotta admit where you are mm -hmm. and then administer self compassion. So, yeah. yeah, he and Brene have been reading the same self -compassion. stuff. Self compassion. <laughs> yes, know. we love self compassion, and that is such a tool for, for learning how not to say the bad things. Yes. Yeah. Women, especially, we're so good we at do trim. ourselves. Well, it, ourselves. it's false humility. Mm -hmm. we, we're thinking. That self-deprecating humor, yeah, is somehow more um, proper or righteous than speaking highly of ourselves. But yeah. when you think about the the brilliant creation that each one of us is, doesn't that deserve its own respect? Yes, all Absolutely. of us, all of us do. Yeah, ah, oh, it's so much fun. Well, we're going to have fun that weekend, and I hope everyone who's listening is saying, hey, where do I sign up? <laughs> yes, please do, because you don't want to miss out, and there's only 12 spots. Yep, actually only 11. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're going day by day. Absolutely. Who knows? Absolutely. Who and, knows? you know, the thing is, is just like this conversation, Donna, what I experienced the last time that I was there is, is yeah, there's some great sharing um, and some healing and some tools that we learn, but there is so much laughter and fun and especially this is a new venue for you mm -hmm. and this place is the ultimate in pampering and self-care uh -huh. and the way you have the weekend design is fabulous. I mean, it's a treat. It's a beautiful place. Every time I go there, thankfully it's in my town. I, I just drive by there and I'll I'll just go and sit in the lobby and look at the Garden of the Gods and just think, wow, we are so small and fragile, and yet we have the universe in us. <laughs> we're just, we are, we are force, and it's going to be fun to see people's lives completely turned around in this, this little um, laboratory of um, self-love. Oh, that's a new fun Oh, yes. I like that. <laughs> Let's use that one again. Yeah. Well, it is a weekend of self-love. Well, and, and part yourself. of how we love ourselves is by enjoying really good wine. Mm. My wine master, the, the one who's providing the wine education, is actually in Burgundy right now during the crush. Oh. Can you imagine? Fun. I can't. Oh, I just, I just, I can almost smell the wine just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sounds like a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. And you said, when I asked you your favorite wine, you said you took a trip to Italy. Yeah. Um, actually, it's the first time my husband and I have ever been out of the country besides Mexico and Canada. Uh -huh. And we got to go to Italy, and we went with some friends that were actually amazing wine connoisseurs. So they had yeah. set us up um, to go to a few Inatecas, mm -hmm. which they call little places there. And we actually had um, Italian and her little daughter. Um, they have their own vineyard and Ooh. we tasted wine and then the daughter practicing her English came in and did olive oils and balsamics. Oh. So, but we had some, I mean, they just do a very small label mm -hmm. and, um, you know, part of it is the wine was so good and it was not crazy expensive 
and it was so good, but it also was just in the savoring of the slowness of the Italian lifestyle. Right. And the beauty of people and the richness of that and the and the land. Um, but I went ahead and later bought had some bottles shipped over that my husband and I could could enjoy at Christmas, Good. New Year's, and we bought three bottles. And, and it's Valentine's. a reminder of that slower lifestyle. It is. I would love that. That's what I believe wine is for in my own life. I only want to have it when I can sit down with a friend and enjoy it. It's yeah. just, it's just, a, it's a, it's an experience. Yeah. Yep. Slow living, I call it. Well, yes. we're going to be doing some slow living uh, during the retreat. So um, if you can't wait to talk to Dale before the retreat, how can they find you? Oh, they can find me um, on my website. It's um, designedformore.com, www.designedformore.com. Or you can email me at dale at dalefellini.com. Because my oh, husband is a beautiful Italian. You got that Italian <laughs> name. And I'll put those two in the show notes too. Yeah, I'd love to talk to anyone. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. Yes. Well, thanks, Dale. Please join us for this fabulous four days together. Yeah, amen. That would be great. Thanks. Good to see you. Take care. You might see a new face on our podcast, and it's because we are women who work and like to drink wine. But the focus of most of our conversations is about the challenges of leadership. Um, The more I talk with women about leadership development opportunities and the challenges of women in leadership, the more I realize that elevating the conversation about women in leadership is going to raise all the boats. So there's the focus of our podcast. It's not only on Wednesdays anymore. Women, Wine, and Leadership will happen just as often as I sit down with those women, like the five women that you want in your life. So hang out with us here on the podcast, on Facebook, at 360 Life Strategies for some business strategies on LinkedIn if you're a working woman and want to know how to navigate the workplace and also on Instagram if you just want to hang out and share some inspiration. Most of all, I hope you come back next time.